This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, people off and running on this cold, gray Saturday, uh, January what, 20th? I think it's the 20th. One of those days where you go outside and you question, why did I do this? Why would I ever do this? And it's just the way the NFL wants it. Welcome in. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Just a jammed, packed three hours. I mean, what a perfect way to spend the next three hours. In the house or in the car, hopefully staying warm as we get ready for what is one of the best weekends of NFL football and really one of the last weekends of NFL football, right? Of course, the number you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. You can find me on uh, Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer, on TikTok, at Old Man Radio. But most importantly, right here on your radio until noon. And uh, with the NFL, as I mentioned, it's like one of the last. We got three weeks left. In total, there are 285 total games in an NFL season and playoffs. And we got seven left, right? My math is right. 278 of the 285 we played. Is that right? I'm not sure. Uh, and already Sunday's at one. That's out. That's out. The, we already lost that. We didn't even we didn't even hold a, a, like a memoriam segment to Sunday's at one. We just rushed into the playoffs. Ah, but we got three weeks left. Fewer than three weeks until the NBA trade deadline. We got uh, 57 days until Selection Sunday, which means for a lot of us, it's uh, 57 days until we start paying attention to college basketball. 68 days until opening day in baseball and 96 days until the NFL draft. 96 days. So if you're looking for some Olu Fashanu, how do you pronounce that guy's name? The big offensive lineman, Olu Fashanu. That is incorrect. No, I think it's Olu Fashanu. If you're looking for some Olu Fashanu talk, this is your place. And uh, it's another year where the Jets and Giants, that's what you're looking at. You're looking at the draft, which again, not that anybody's counting, is a mere 96 days away. But look, we got plenty of football to talk about today. We got the two games today, two games tomorrow. Are they going to be good games? I'm looking forward to them. You're looking forward to them. But are they going to be good games? I'm not sure. I mean, Ravens are, what, nine-and-a-half-point favorites against the Texans? Niners are nine-and-a-half-point favorites against the Packers? Lions are basically a touchdown favorite against the Bucks, And then you finally get to the Bills and the Chiefs in Buffalo. That one, two-and-a-half. Some places it's three, but uh, most places it's two-and-a-half. And, and look, last week... As we mentioned, that was about separating the pretenders from the the contenders. The Browns with Joe Flacco, clearly a pretender. The Steelers, we all kind of, despite the callers who were calling last week, what was it, Al? Al was in Harlem, I think, and E. Frank. Not sure where E. Frank was. Despite the callers telling us about the the Steelers are going to win, the Steelers are going to do this, Steelers didn't do a whole lot. Couldn't even pull off that backdoor cover. Not that I was... Focused on that. The Steelers were pretenders. The Eagles clearly pretenders. The Dolphins clearly pretenders. 
And then, of course, the Dallas Cowboys. Clearly pretenders. You know, there are 14 playoff teams every year. And it's not like there really should be 14 playoff teams. You have to have a certain amount. 14 is what they're looking for because they want to fill those games. They want to fill those slots. They want to fill that programming. But let's be honest, there weren't 14. If you just said who really deserves to go to the playoffs, there are not 14 playoff teams in a year. So now we have removed the pretenders, the fakes, the frauds, the phonies, and now we can get down to it. And this is the weekend where the pressure really is on. I guess there was pressure last week, but for most of those teams, they did not. The teams that the pressure was on last week, most of them didn't respond. The pressure really gets kicked up this week. And I think that there is a player who is under the most pressure this weekend, and there is a team that is under the most pressure this weekend. And they're not the same. The player doesn't play for the team. They're two separate entities. And the player who's under the most pressure, I don't even think it's debatable, is Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is under the most pressure this weekend to win, to play well, and to get the Ravens into the AFC Championship game. They cannot afford, he cannot afford, another playoff disappointment. The Ravens have everything going for them. They've been the best team in the AFC all year. They're the number one seed. They're playing at home against the Texans, who are the definition of playing with house money at this point. Coming off an emotional win last week and everything going on with them, a young team that's here for the first time. And it didn't slow them down last week, but this this week they really take, they were playing at home last week, they were on the road this week. And the Ravens are a team that probably more so than anyone else can beat you in a variety of ways. They can run the ball if they have to run the ball, they can pass the ball if they have to pass the ball, they can do it, whatever. Their defense is fantastic, top scoring defense in the NFL this year. Jackson is healthy, he's going to win his second MVP but we all know the one knock against Lamar Jackson is the playoffs. One and three in the playoffs so far, four touchdowns, seven interceptions. The team is scoring about, what, 13 points per game when he is the quarterback in the playoffs. Last year, didn't make, didn't, uh, he didn't play in the playoffs because of the injury. And his quarterback rating in the playoffs in his career is 68, which I don't know what goes into a, play, a quarterback rating, not off the top of my head, but I, you and I both know 68 ain't good. His drop from regular season to postseason in terms of quarterback rating is tied with Andy Dalton for the largest drop of any NFL quarterback. And anytime you're, it doesn't really matter what the category, if you're tied with Andy Dalton, you know that's not going to be a good stat. Nobody's ever said, oh, no, he's tied with Andy. Oh, that's really good. And think about it. If he loses this one, he would be one and four. And then you it's just further solidifying the narrative that this guy, yeah, he might be good in the regular season, but he ain't good in the postseason. And he's got he might have the best team around him. And this has clearly been his best season. This would be out of all the losses if they were ever to lose this week or really even next week would have to be the most alarming. And uh, that's not what you want. So big time pressure on Lamar Jackson this week, not just to um, allow the pressure to get to him in the figurative sense, but the literal pressure to get to him. And he's got to make throws from the pro- from the pocket and show that he can do it. So major pressure on Lamar Jackson. And then I think the team 
with the most pressure. And look, it's the playoffs. You're down to the, the, the final eight teams. The pressure on everybody. But I think the pressure is most on the Buffalo Bills. This They have been waiting for this for basically three years. And they have to, have to, have to have this game. They've been trying for three years to somehow get past the Chiefs. The first time, they got smoked. But that was, that, that was just the, you know, they were just kind of climbing the ladder at, this, at that point. And I think that a lot of people identified at that point, hey, the Bills are going to be the team that's going to have to take down the Chiefs. That's the best, the, 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 the best contender to take down the Chiefs in the AFC. That's the Buffalo Bills. Three years ago, they got smoked. 2021, they lose that overtime game. We have to change the rules for the Bills. All right, well, okay. But they came close. They came close. And then last year, of course, um, they didn't even come close. They had that flop against the Bengals. So now you, you finally got back to the point that you, that you have to get over. You got back to face off against the Chiefs. You got the game at home. You're playing well. And let's be honest, this is probably, I don't know that this is the best Bills team that we've seen, but this is probably the weakest Chiefs team that we've seen. It's not close to the best Chiefs team we've seen. Their defense is really good, but their offense is, is meh. The quarterback's great, but the, the skill position players are, are just kind of eh. Now, they looked a lot better last week because they took on the Dolphins, and the Dolphins are frauds in every sense of the word. But, the, if, again, like, if, like much like with Lamar Jackson, if not now, when? If you're the Buffalo Bills, you got the game in your building. You don't think after this offseason the Chiefs are going to figure out, you know, we really got to add some skill position players to this team, somebody who could actually catch the ball in big spots. So if you can't beat them now, when would you ever beat them? You beat them in Kansas City this year. You have to, have to, have to win this game. There are no excuses. So no excuses from Lamar Jackson and certainly no excuses for the Buffalo Bills. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. So coming up, we'll look ahead to, to the games this weekend. We'll look back, unfortunately for me, the games last weekend. Plus, I have a question for you. The question is, out of the teams that are left, who are you rooting against the most? Now, we kind of touched on this, I think, last week. Larry and I were talking about it. And at that time, I guess the Cowboys were out at that time, but the Eagles were still in. So if you're a Giant fan, clearly, Cowboys are in, that's the most annoying team. Eagles are in, that's the most annoying team. But they're gone now. They're gone. Cowboys out, Eagles out. If you're a Jet fan, the the Dolphins are out. So who would you say now, if you're not, I don't know that you're rooting for anybody. Maybe it's the the Lions. Maybe it's uh, an individual player. I don't know. But who is the most annoying team where you sit down and you think to yourself, anyone but them. Anyone but them. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. We'll get into uh, the Giants' drama with their coaching staff and everything with their offseason, the Yankees and Mets. I guess we can do offseason grades because it seems like both teams are done making moves this offseason. So we've got a lot of stuff to do. Just getting started. It is the Gordon Damer Show. This is the Gordon Damer Show. 
on 98.7 ESPN. Oh, it is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York, 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, telephone number. And uh, we're going to get to the phones uh, because people want to talk. But I would, I myself would just, first off, before we get too deep into the show, there's, there's a couple of things that I do have to get off my chest. And one of them is, I would just like to say thank you to a group of people that do not get thanked very often. And that would be the Dallas Cowboys. I would like to say thank you to that football organization, Jerry Jones, Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, and everybody who was part of that team last week. And it's amazing. It is amazing how galvanizing the Cowboys are in everybody's hate for them. It's not just NFC East. It's not just giant fans that hate the Cowboys or the Eagle fans. That hate the Everybody, you're either a Cowboy fan or you hate the Cowboys. It has practically become now a national celebration when they get knocked out of the playoffs. And with the the moves, or I guess you'd say the non-moves, right? Rolling it back. <laughs> no changes needed. I think that they have further ensured that uh, we're going to have more national celebrations in the years to come. But their performance last week against the Packers was, there were some bad performances. The Eagles completely uh, soiled the sheets. The Dolphins, my Dolphins, were completely inept. But the Cowboys somehow, against all odds, figured out a way to make their performance the by far the worst performance of the, of the weekend. Their offense was terrible. Their defense was atrocious. The coach, I mean, nobody seemed prepared. They're having open conversations during the broadcast. You know, it's a weird. Something's going on with Dak Prescott and, and C.D. Lamb. <laughs> yeah, uh, it seems like a lot of people are having issues. Nobody seemed like they were even they even knew that there was a football game going on or the stakes riding on that football game. And I know it's not this, so they get the benefit of this, even though this was not their goal in the Cowboys, but I it was almost like the Cowboys were trying to cheer me up from the Dolphins performance the night before, which was the most predictable thing in life. Last week on this show I gave you a stock tip. If you did not make money on that stock tip, well, shame on you. It was a stock tip you shouldn't have needed. Uh, the Dolphins going up against a good team on the road in the cold, starting guys on defense that like literally just joined the team. Who's on the other side? Uh, Patrick Mahomes, the defending Super Bowl champions who you are never going to get a call against. And in fact, uh, you will get some calls against you, which are ridiculous. So I would like to thank the Dallas Cowboys. You, it was like, you know, like when you had a bad day and your mom or your dad would, would do their best to kind of make you forget about it. They'd try to cheer you up in like a silly way or something. That was the Cowboys last week. I know that wasn't their goal, I don't think. But they did their best to make me forget what a bunch of losers the team that I root for. And it didn't work. But I, I sometimes, you have to appreciate the effort, right? You have to, if somebody goes out of their way to try to cheer you up in your, your worst time of, of 2024 so far, you have to appreciate the effort. So Dallas Cowboys, I know a lot of people are talking about you. 
They're not saying nice things. I would like to say nice things. I would like to say thank you for, for doing your best. It didn't work, but you tried. And that's something. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Uh, let's go to get some phone calls in here. Uh, let's start off with uh, Steve is in New Providence. Steve, first up on the Gordon Damer Show. Good morning, Dave. Um, I'm, not I'm glad Dave. you made that comment. About, nope. Not Dave. I'm not Dave. So no. sorry, Gordon. That's okay. Can I you call you, Dave? On that show so you, often, Dave? you might as well be part of DNR. So I appreciate sometimes that. I no, I'm, I'm persona non grata on that show now. I'm, 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 I'm on the outs. But go ahead, Steve. I appreciate it. Um, thank you for, for bringing up the, the Cowboys. I've not had two days of Schadenfreude that were better in a very long time than watching uh, the two NFC East representatives completely explode oh my for, God. for all to see. Yeah. Um, on your previous point regarding... Uh, Teams with the most pressure. I'd like to submit the 49ers as having even more pressure than the Bills. The Bills have a little bit of a redemption story going on this year because they were down and they climbed back, and their fan base may not necessarily light Buffalo on fire if they lose either this week or next week. San Francisco, this is it. Like we have been, we have been worshiping at the altar of that San Francisco team, but they haven't they haven't cashed it in, um, and, and this will not go forever in San Francisco. Um, so, so I think if they don't win it this year, who knows if they're ever going to do it. And if they, if they never do it, that'll be one of the great disappointments in, in football in a long time. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that, Steve. And, th- and thanks, for the, uh, thanks for the phone call. Um, I think if you had to put the coach maybe who's under the most pressure, you could say Kyle Shanahan. I don't look at, at them as being under the same pressure because they're, court- they're still not paying their quarterback. You know, when, when you draft the quarterback – like uh, like the Chiefs did, and now we're getting to see. When you draft him at first, and he's cheap, and you can spend all the money other places, it becomes more difficult when you got to pay the quarterback. And since they paid Mahomes, it's become a little bit more difficult. That's why they had to get rid of, uh, of Tyreek Hill, and they have to make other moves. And it's been, even with the greatness of Patrick Mahomes, it's harder to kind of fill those roles, and we've seen that this year. For the Bills... It's going each year. It's going to become more and more difficult. The, the The Niners still have a little bit of time. Now I don't know what their cap situation is. I'm not going to lie to you and tell you, but I think it's more workable when you have a quarterback who was the last pick of the draft. You still have a few years before you have to make that decision. And I would think that if they did flop somehow, right? If they go out there, at, I, maybe you have to have start having that conversation. As great as Brock Purdy is in the regular season, can you rely on this guy come the postseason? Are they able to? to take him away from what he's able to do in the regular season. So I'd say the coach who maybe is under the most pressure is Kyle Shanahan because we still have quantum questions about him. Um, but I, I still think it's the team that has – like the idea, well, the, the Bills were down and now they're coming back up, so it's kind of a redemption story. Yeah, but we started – this is the follow-up from last year. So, yeah, it, if they had not made the playoffs or they got knocked out, I think the story would kind of be the same that this was a year where they were all kind of hinging. Last year, they kind of got a little bit of a pass because of how things happened with the whole DeMar Hamlin situation and, and all that type of stuff. Uh, but this year, no, they, they have to fire this year because it's going to become more and more difficult. And, it, and just the situation, right? You got the game at home. The Chiefs aren't as good. You're, you're really good. 
You've, you've dealt with the injuries that you've had to deal with. You've gotten back to the point, and that's always the most difficult part when you get knocked out of the playoffs, not just that realizing, hey, we had a shot and we didn't make it. Now you've got to do all those same things just to get back to the same spot. And I have confidence that the Chiefs will figure out a way to, to re, if, if their season ends tomorrow. Uh, I have confidence that the, the Chiefs, because of the greatness of Mahomes, they'll figure out a way to kind of put things back together, and I think they'll be a better, more complete team next year. And if that's the case, and, and the Bills can't beat them now, when are you ever going to beat them? You've been waiting for this game now for three years, basically. You've got to go out there, and, uh, and you got the game at home. There's no guarantees you're going to get that either. So, no, I think that all the pressure to me, the team that has the most pressure is the Bills. Subi is in Midtown. Subi, what's going on, my man? Hey, Gordon, I just wanted to touch base on the Chiefs. You know, I'm kind of tired of seeing Taylor Swift on TV every day, so I do want to see them out of the playoffs. And then uh, regarding C.J. Stroud, you know, he was the second pick, and they they obviously chose him because of his uh, skill set, but nobody knew he was going to be this good. As a Dolphins fan, like you have Tua, do you regret not drafting Justin Herbert, or do you feel like oh, of course. You know, the cards are in the favor of whoever, you know, you know, Texans got lucky. If you told them that they would have Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, they may have even taken Bryce Young if he was there available. So do you feel like it's more of a luck of the draw situation or that CJ Stroud's skill set is uh, you know, something unique in the NFL because he doesn't always run. He he adapts to the play. So as a quarterback, do you where do you rank him in the top five right now? Is it Mahomes and then Herbert or CJ Stroud can climb up today? Uh, that's all I gotta say. All right. Well look I, I CJ Stroud, I, I mean what more can you say? Uh, I think everybody's kind of said everything about him. The fact that uh, he's come into the league and and, and really I think has to almost be, he's not going to win it, but I'm almost interested to see where he finishes in the MVP vote. Forget about rookie of the year, the MVP vote, he has to be kind of high up there as well. Um, Now you have to see, I think a little bit more now, if he was able to go there and and get a win, uh, I mean, he's going to be on a very short list if he's able to pull that off. I don't expect that, but I don't, I don't really count that against them. This is, they're they're just starting their, their, their climb. uh, And they've already kind of, uh, exceeded expectations with the performance they put up a, a week ago against the Browns. So uh, I, I'll wait to see where he. I don't. I don't think it's it's luck of the draw. I think that the good organizations uh, make good decisions. Now sometimes do you get a little unlucky? Yeah, but that's why. Like when I get into the the draft and you talk about quarterbacks, it's not just it's not just the decision of who you pick at quarterback. I think we have had had enough focus on this now. And enough examples of it that you can't just pick a quarterback and think that's going to fix it. You could take the best quarterback prospect, and if you don't surround them with the right people, the right coaching, the right style of offense, the, the right skill positions, the, the, a good offensive line, that person will fail. And I think you can take someone who maybe isn't, who's got real flaws in their game, but you are able to compensate because you have a good coaching staff, you have a, a, a scheme that makes sense for the player that, that minimizes their weakness. And you can, I mean, the, the Niners are a perfect example of that. Are we like, does anybody think Brock Purdy would be successful in every team? If any team, oh, every team should have taken Brock Purdy. No, I think he's being successful because of the situation that he finds himself in. And I think that there's Trevor Lawrence is a perfect example. If Trevor Lawrence can fail, 
I think any quarterback can fail if you put them in the wrong situation. And I don't think it's just luck. I think you have to, it's not just picking the right guy. I think you have to put them in the right situation as well. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Yeah, and and, and in terms of what team are you rooting for, uh, or excuse me, rooting against the most, to me, there's two that have separated themselves from the field. And and the Chiefs are, are the clear... That one's obvious, right? They're the defending. They've been there for a while. You're sick of seeing all the same stuff. Mahomes is really, really annoying. Um, the the whole Taylor Swift shots of the game. You know what I don't understand about that? Do they think that there are people watching the game exclusively to see shots of Taylor? Like, like the internet exists. If you're if you're someone who's not a football, I get it. Maybe at first, like the first time she went to a game, okay. Taylor Swift, oh, Taylor Swift's going to be, oh, I'll watch the game. You're still watching games? <laughs> it, just seems, uh, it just seems very odd to me. But Mahomes crying after every play, any play that doesn't work, <laughs> oh, it, it's, it's, it's obnoxious. And, and, and it's enough. It's enough. Let's see somebody else win for a change. So there, I, I can see it. But to me, the team that I am rooting for, or excuse me, rooting against the most has to be the Bills, and it's not really even about the Bills. It's about the Bills fans. It's always going to be tough to unseat the Cowboys or the Eagles fans, but the whole Bills mafia, if they ever won, they would be so obnoxious, and they're already kind of obnoxious. It's like enough already. Enough already. So, I, I, yeah, I'm openly rooting against the Buffalo Bills. It's it's an unfortunate matchup because you can't root for the Chiefs. (laughs) That's not going to happen. But the Chiefs and the Bills, it's, it's like you just take the negative plays and you just have to celebrate those because eventually one of them is going to be gone. And then you have to hope the following week, the next one, the other one's gone. Hopefully. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Jose is in Brooklyn. Jose, what's going on? Hey, good morning, GD. Shout out to the company. I definitely wanted to chime in on some of the football talk that you were having because I do think, um, to me, the team that I'm rooting against the most is the uh, Buffalo Bills because kind of like you said, the Bills Mafia thing has kind of like, you know, kind of became like the heat culture thing with me and the whole, you know, new sayings that people have for these fan bases where I'm just like, they're, they're kind of just, you know, made up like a couple years ago. Like, let, 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 let's be honest, but, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see how the game turns out. I, I'm one of those, you know, Chief fans, Chief, Chief Mahomes fans, you know, so sadly I will be rooting for the Chiefs. I have no shame in that, uh, you know, as a tortured Jet fan, but we'll see. Um, wait, 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 wait. You're, you're rooting yeah. for the Chiefs against the oh, Bills. Yeah. You're not just rooting oh, yeah. for the Chiefs. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, I'm also going to say with the um, – as far as, you know, the, the pressure, I really think that the pressure is going to be on the two number one seeds in the Ravens and, you know, the 49ers. Because I think the, the the way the Packers, you know, really attack uh, uh, wide receivers attack the zone and Jordan Love is pretty much a good against the zone. That kind of does concern me because San Francisco's defense is very zone heavy. And, you know, the match and I don't want to see Brock Purdy in a 
you know, Dax Prescott situation where they, you know, get the lead right away and it kind of get ugly. So we'll see, you know, hopefully that goes. And then, of course, you know, everybody's just wait, you know, the, you know that there's half the media that's just waiting to pound on Lamar Jackson and say that he's not great and everything else. So I'm hoping that, you know, the Ravens could pull out a victory and, you know, go go on this run so that way he can prove all those doubters because when you're a two-time MVP, you, 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 you pretty much do get labeled as a great quarterback. I don't know why people are so hesitant with him when, you know, people, there were other great quarterbacks that didn't have great playoff success with the same sample size that he had. So let's see how it works out this weekend, Gordon. Have a great yeah. one. Well, uh, look, Jose, I think, uh, I think people uh, enjoy Lamar Jackson. It's undeniable that he already has an MVP. Uh, I think it's almost a certainty he's going to win it again this year. But when you don't fire in the playoffs in any sport, you're going to hear about it. It doesn't matter how great you are in the regular season. Barry Bonds in baseball or or, uh, players in the NBA who just don't don't have the success come playoff time. It doesn't matter how great your regular season is. And Lamar Jackson has been great in the regular season, but... He's one and three in the which isn't the greatest sample size in the world. But if if you're saying that they lose either this week or next week, that, that's starting to become a pretty large sample size. So and 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 I don't remember all the different years that they didn't fire in the playoffs and he didn't play well because it really comes down to it would be one thing if they lost, but he was putting up thirty points or the the offense was was clicking and the defense let them down or a kicker missed a kick. He hasn't played well. He's got, what, four touchdowns and seven interceptions in the playoffs. So he has to play well. And his his quarterback rating is not where it has been a huge drop from how he plays in the regular season to the postseason. So until until he he shows that, and I fully expect he will tomorrow. Or no, that's the, that's the first game today. Today, I fully expect that he will. But... Until he does, and if he doesn't, yeah, that's not that's not going to go anywhere. That 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 narrative is is going to uh, remain. Justin is in Tom's River. Justin, next up on the Gordon Damer Show. Hey, Gordon, thank you for taking my phone call. As always, you know, I really wanted to touch with this um, with this Chiefs Bills game. I really don't get with, with the public being all over the Bills. You know, if you go back to that game during the regular season. The Chiefs outplayed the Bills that day if it weren't for a couple of mistakes, especially at Kadarius Tony, and which totally flipped the home field advantage in the playoff game today, which would have been played in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I really, I really do feel overcoming that hill for Josh Allen is a major drag in a slay, and for the public to be all over the Bills today, I just don't like it. If you're getting three with the Chiefs, I'm all over the Chiefs tomorrow. And my question for you is, with the two with the two games today, you know, you you have two games with the you know two major underdogs. Which one do you think has the better likelihood of making the upset today? I happen to like the Packers today, getting nine and a half, ten points today. You know, the Packers are hitting on all cylinders. It's a rivalry between the Bolton for many many decades, and just coming off a bye, a lot of times for these number one seeds, they start a little slow, especially the, you know with the Niners. They haven't played their starters for a while, and having that week off, I, I just don't I just don't feel they're going to cover today. Uh, yeah, Justin, well, I'll save the picks for later, but yeah, I, I would tend to agree with you. And, and generally, it feels like, I didn't do the research on this, but um, given with some of the things that people have said in the sports media here the last week or two, maybe I shouldn't be doing any research. Just uh, just wing it. Just uh, whatever you see, just say it out loud. It doesn't matter if you do any research or not. Uh, but it does always kind of feel like there's a, a team in the 
that, that gets the buy, and now with it just being the two, one of them comes out a, a little flat. And I could I could definitely see the Niners being that team. I would be a, I would be more concerned. I think the Ravens are going to handle business. I don't know that they'll necessarily cover, but I think that they'll handle their business. They I think that they are clearly a better team than Houston. Uh, I would be if I had to pick one of the two number ones to have a little bit of an issue today. I would think it would be it would be the Niners. Hey, it's the ESPN New York Super Box. Bonanza number five. We're giving away over $10,000 in cash and prizes. All qualifiers will get a $25 Fanatics gift card and a chance to win one of 10 Super Box prizes. Get your box for the big game by listening mornings to DPH on Rothenberg, afternoons to Barton Hahn and the Michael K Show. This year's big game payouts, $500 in the first and third quarters, $1,000 at halftime, and a final score payout of two grand it's all brought to you by tullamore dew irish whiskey and the brand new tullamore dew honey and security dodge come get some for full contest details go to superboxbonanza.com 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number 1-800-919-3776 it is the gordon damer show it is 98.7 fm espn new york this is the gordon damer show on 98.7 ESPN. How's everybody feeling? All right? How's everybody feeling with the, uh, the weather? Ugh. Yikes. Not good. Not good. But it is good. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Now, has anything to the audience, has anything sounded different today? It, it is a little bit of a different show today because our uh, Harvey Cruz is flying solo today. No, Joe Leo. Joe Leo is uh, sick, not feeling well. Has called in. Has called in a couple of days now in a row because he's not feeling well. So, so Harvey, um, is it is it easier just doing it on your own and not having Joe drag you down? No, I wouldn't put it that way. How dare you? The man's not here to defend himself. Well, so you know, sometimes it's just easier to do things yourself. Sometimes it's it's good to have someone to help you, but sometimes it's just better to do it yourself. I, I, just leave it alone. I'll, I'll take care of it. Sure. I mean, I am kind of like that, which is why I'm not as best of a helper as I should be. Mm-hmm. But I'll say this. I mean, it's just it's more on my plate, but I can handle it. I've done it before. It's no big deal. Now, I was feeling bad because I, I know was. That Joe. Yeah, well, uh, because I knew Joe was not feeling well. So I reached out to him yesterday to see how he was feeling. And uh, it was not good. He was giving me a whole list of symptoms. And I'm like, all right, just yes or no. It's, it's, it's fine. Um, but he gave me a whole list of symptoms, so he was not, he was doing rough uh, dealing with everything, which happens when you get sick, you know, it takes a couple of days to get over. But then I realize this morning, getting ready to do the show, I got a little text message, Joe Leo's up at nine o'clock in the morning. Do you find it a little odd that this guy is so sick who can't come to work? He's awake at 9 a.m. You know, I, I knew this was coming. I don't like the side of you. The fact that if anybody, any, there's nobody who's sick who is voluntarily awake at nine in the morning. So much so that you're texting people. What do you want them to do? Wake up at like noon or one a.m.? Yes, one, one p.m. PM? Yeah, yes, yes. You you lie in bed. You 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 kind of try. Let me see if I can go back to sleep for a little. My body needs rest. I'm not feeling well. 
Yes, that's what you do. Joe Leo's a fighter. He's going to attack this the way he usually does. You're awake at 9 o'clock. It makes me feel like you're not really all that sick. I wouldn't. Huh? I wouldn't throw that out there. You wouldn't go that far. All right. No, I would not. All right. I I don't think that there, unless it's like a stomach bug, which he didn't say that he had, unless you, you, you you have to get up for a reason or two. No, I don't know about that. One way or stomach, the other, if you know what I'm saying. What's the worst that can happen if you have a stomach bug? You just vomit? Come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, no. sometimes it, it it gets you coming and going if you catch my drift. Sure. You got both of them. Interesting. Sometimes at the same time. You've had that before. I have, yeah. Yeah, it's rough. It's not good. What'd you eat that day? Or before that day? Uh, I don't know. My wife clearly poisoned me with something. Oh, so it's not you. It's, it's always the well, How could it be me? I didn't cook the meal. It, it was obviously food. Can you cook? Yeah, I can do I can do some things. I can do some things. It's not, I don't have a deep cookbook, but the things I do, I do very well. Make an amazing mac and cheese. You want a grilled cheese? Uh, I'm your guy. You can, want a pancake can. that looks like an elephant? I could pull that off. I can do, I can do certain things. This is not good. But let's not get away from your, your, your compatriot there who's letting you down today. He just decided to take a sick day. He's just banging in. Oh, a sick day now. I like this. What? You, it I, is. He took a sick day. You check up this on him. This is not controversial. I'm not, I'm not stirring the pot. That's literally what he did. On, you're checking up on him. You're caring for him. And all I night. didn't check up. On, I checked up on him in downtime, and I think his, his, his notifications were... And that's another thing. I texted him at like 11 o'clock, I think it was, and he was awake then too. His notifications were on like silent mode, responded right away. And that to me is a little bit more normal. Sometimes when you're sick, you've slept all day, so you're going to be up a little later at night. But he's up at night, up in the morning, ready to roll. He was checking out his nets, beat up the Lakers last night. How about that? Yeah, very excited. About time they won a game. Yeah, about time. I don't know if we'll spend that much time on the Nets. Why not? What else no. you got going on here? I got I got a lot of stuff. Please don't 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 worry about that. I just wanted to find out if you were okay flying solo without Joe. Do you do you enjoy the show more without Joe? No. No. Okay. He's an integral part of the show. Mm-hmm. All right. Interesting. Interesting. All right. One eight hundred nine one nine. ESPN is the telephone number. One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Let's go to uh, Fran. Is in Massapequa. Fran, what's going on, my man? What's up, my man? How we doing, friend? How, how, how are we going to make this about Aaron Rodgers today? Yeah, no, no, there's nothing. No, no, okay, all right, good. <laughs> all right, good. No Aaron Rodgers today. All right, good. I'm listening to this, I want you to take down my number. Okay. Because I'd be in there. I'm in the car right now. I'll be in there right now to help him out. All right. I, I'll, Harvey? I'll gladly. Do you have that kind of pull where you could bring me? No. No, I don't have any pull. I barely can get myself into the station, never exactly, mind anybody else. but you can always call me, man. I'll be in there in a minute to help. I appreciate it, Fran. But listen, I, th- today I think it's going to be a weird day, but I just um, – I, I agree with what you said. The bottom line is that this this guy, the quarterback of the uh, Ravens, Lamar's guy, he's got to win. There's no doubt. Not convincingly, he's got to just win. But he's got to win this game. There's no – I mean, this is this. if there's ever a time – for a gambler to look at a game, this has got every. I, and I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the game and they're gonna lose. I know, but everything is pointing to the, to the Baltimore. Everything. You know what the coach's record is with a rookie quarterback going against a rookie quarterback? You know what his record is? Who uh, Harbaugh's record? Harbaugh against yeah, a rookie. I, I do not yeah. know off the top rookie, of my head. No. 
and I, I'm not sure if it's coming into Baltimore or wherever, you know, but it's 16 and two, if I'm not mistaken. So this is Belichick numbers. Everything's pointing in Baltimore's way. I'm, I'm putting the house on Baltimore today. I think Lamar is going to light it up. And I just think the rookie, you know, did a great job. But I think that, you know, I think the dream ends today. And that's the bottom line of that game. I think Lamar's got to win it. it. It has to be a win. Anything other than a win it, is going to be disastrous. So I'm going Baltimore huge. And really quick with tomorrow, everybody, you know, you. I think you say it once in a while. When the public's on every, you know, yeah. on the yep. game, mm-hmm. you do Where say it. it. And what's yep. tomorrow? Oh, you know what I keep hearing? Hey, the Bills got everybody hurt. The Bills got the Bills are going to crush. I know this is going over the board. Crush Kansas City tomorrow. Literally smack them to the dirt. And finally, that quarterback, who I'm not a huge fan of, he's got a tremendous amount of talent, but he gets old. I think both of these guys get over the hump. In big, big, big ways. Thank you, my man. You All right, do a Fran. great job. Thanks for the phone call. All right. Did, now, Harvey, did you take down Fran's number? No. You did not. You, you're conf- you don't want Fran's help. I'm very confident. I appreciate okay. it. Right. But I think for the time well, being. You appreciate it to an extent. Sure. But for the but time you didn't being. You take down the number. You're not even weighing it. You, you, he offered help and you immediately said no. It's kind. Some. Some. Could see that as insulting. Uh, I think many can. Uh, I might be on that side. Mm-hmm. But Interesting. I think for the time being, I think we'll be all right. You know what? You know what I was thinking last week? Uh, and, and maybe this is because Giant fans have experienced success at the highest levels. But as my team, my Dolphins were taking on Mahomes, the play that I went, the, the play that was in my mind, there should be a statue somewhere on the property uh, of MetLife, which it's still Giant Stadium, of the Leonard Marshall hit in 90 of Joe Montana. You know the hit I'm talking about. The one where he comes up behind him, just puts his head right in Montana's back. That was the kind of hit I kept waiting for somebody to deliver. Now, if you delivered it now, you'd be taken off the field in handcuffs. But you think about that hit. That is such a beautiful hit against the team that, you know, you're trying to chase down and, and get past and get back to a Super Bowl with, with Hostetler and everything else. And, and a, just a, a devastating play in that moment. There should be a statue of that play somewhere. That, that's the play I was hoping my team would have. They, they, they didn't come remotely close. <laughs> the good thing is I, there was no reason for me to get my hopes up. But that play... Think about it, like the team you're trying to get past, the hated Niners, your rival, and you pull off that play in that moment, knock Montana out of the game, and what a play. There should be a statue of that play somewhere. And I hope to live my life one time to actually see my team deliver that kind of monumental hit in a playoff game, a significant game. And I realize now that I've said that, that that will never happen. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up... Let's uh, we'll continue to take your phone calls on the NFL playoffs. But something came up this week that I finally realized, and it's I'm not even going to tease it. The New York Giants this offseason are a way more interesting team than the New York Jets. It's not even close. The Giants this offseason is far more about the New York Giants than it is about the New York Jets. And we'll get into the Giants and their offseason and some of those issues coming up next. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM.
ESPN New York.